Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 14 of the Bible in 90 Days. We're in Deuteronomy chapters 18 through 23. Let's jump right into chapter 8. A passionate appeal to God's people not to forget God. A few notable lines. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And these lines as well. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for he it is who gives you the ability to produce wealth. In chapter 9, Moses assures the people that God will go before them. He also warns them against assuming they have a right to the land because of their righteousness, and then recounts several stories to make his point. The golden calf, the incident, or the incidents of Atabera, Masa, and Kibrath Hataava, as well as the rebellion at Kadesh Barnea when the people were on Canaan's border for the first time. Moses continues in chapter 10 to recount the receiving of the Ten Commandments, this time the second set, and that they were put in a wooden ark. This is followed with Moses yet again appealing passionately with the people to be faithful to God. This appeal continues into chapter 11 with Moses reminding the people that God will bless them lavishly, But if they refuse to obey, the consequences or curses will be dire. See, Moses says, and I'm quoting, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God. They were instructed to surround themselves with reminders of God's instructions, tie them on their hands, foreheads, door frames, and gates. Because if they walked in obedience, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and this I'm quoting, and you will dispossess nations larger and stronger than you. Chapter 12 records Moses' instruction regarding the place of worship. Note these comments by Moses regarding why they were never to mimic the worship customs of the local nations. And I quote, You must not worship the Lord your God in their way, because in worshiping their gods, they do all kinds of detestable things the Lord hates. Chapter 13 follows with instructions to take decisive action against anyone who would lead others to worship pagan gods. Chapter 14 gives instruction about clean and unclean foods, along with guidance on collecting tithes. In giving these tithes, the people were to remember the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows. Chapter 15 gives instruction on canceling debts every seven years. In this seventh year, Hebrew slaves were also to be released and provisioned liberally. This chapter ends with a brief discussion regarding firstborn animals. And we're on to chapter 16, where 
uh, which gives instruction regarding the celebration of the Passover, festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. This chapter also includes directions for appointing judges in every town to judge the poor, excuse me, to judge the people fairly, then instructs this. Do not pervert justice or show partiality. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the innocent. Follow justice and justice alone, so that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. Chapter 17 addresses capital punishment, which required two or three witnesses including this reasoning for cases of such severe punishment. All the people will hear and be afraid and will not be contemptuous again. The chapter also indicates that they will demand a king in the future and give some basic direction on the king's selection and behavior. Chapter 18 reviews the offerings for the priests and Levites and addresses occult practices. It also gives instruction on how to discern between true and false prophets, noting that their words must come true. Chapter 19 is about cities of refuge and then gives instruction for dealing with false witnesses. A false witness, by the way, was to receive the penalty they had intended to do to the other party. Chapter 20 gives instructions on conducting warfare. The first of these instructions reads like this. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. The second element gives service exemptions, such as being engaged. Yes, if you were engaged, you were given an exemption from service. If you were afraid, you were also given an exemption from military service. This note is also made regarding the reason for total destruction of the local nations. The second, excuse me, here it is. They will teach you to follow all the detestable things they do in worshiping their gods, and you will sin against the Lord your God. This territory was selected by God for his people to inherit precisely, it appears, because the peoples had become so violent and debased. Chapter 21 addresses how to deal with an unsolved murder, as well as um, marrying a captive woman, the right of the firstborn, what to do with a rebellious son, etc. Chapter 22 begins with miscellaneous guidelines and ends with instruction on addressing several kinds of marriage violations. Chapter 23 begins by listing those who cannot enter the assembly of the Lord, Next, it briefly speaks to sanitation, and I quote, designate a place outside the camp where you can go to relieve yourself. The chapter ends with more miscellaneous laws, and that's it for today's reading. By the way, I would recommend you read Deuteronomy chapters 8, 9, and 11.